0: Welcome back to another episode of the Blues on Parade podcast, where all we do is talk Chelsea and talk shit about everyone else but we are back to our regularly scheduled not being able to talk shit about everyone else because this week Chelsea comes back from the international break and doesn't show up against Newcastle and lose four to one with me to discuss this loss is just Psalm today. Psalm, how are you, man? Sorry that I can't even ask you how your Thanksgiving went.
1: Oh yeah. Don't worry about my Thanksgiving. It, uh, completely I completely forgot about it after Saturday's performance. Um yeah, I mean once again we'll talk about we we talked about going into the stretch of games and you know the after the first two things are starting to look great and then we have this stinker and it, it's funny because after the three matches our goal differential is you know at even zero. Um so you know, even after even with a four one win, then a four four draw, we end up losing one four. Uh, it, it just sucks that we Newcastle was was so injured, and we didn't we weren't able to take advantage of it. Like you know, we've been the ones who've been unlucky this whole season, or in the past two years, really. And it seemed like we were getting a couple lucky breaks, and. We didn't take advantage of this one, so it sucks.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a bummer and not what we
0: were hoping for after the break, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, Zach is not with us today, but he made sure that his presence would still be felt. So I'm going to read you guys Zach's overall thoughts real quick before Sam and I get into some back and forth. So Zach says, This game made me realize definitely that we are not serious top six side. We like the leadership and experience to get there this season, plain and simple. So, as much as I hate to say it, this is another transition year, and my expectations are that top six or four will be realistic next season if we recruit properly. Tiago has experience, but has struggled himself at times this season because the youth and squad and experience is so overwhelming. Reese is a great leader, but isn't experienced enough to get us through our shit with Tiago alone. JT had Lamps, Drogba, check. Balak, Essie, and Ashley Cole, Bronislav Ivanovic, etc., most of whom were captains for their country, to help him. Reese really only has Thiago, so it's no coincidence to me that since Poch wasn't pitchside, we completely shat the bed. Gallagher was completely lost, Cuckoo struggled, Badia Shield looked frazzled, Ugochukwu struggled positionally on the first goal, Sterling disappeared before and after his free kick, Palmer was off the pace, and Jackson did a whole lot of nothing. Subs came on when the match was already lost, too. The talent is there, but the mentality isn't, and that's what takes time with these young players. No manager in world football can teach that overnight, so again, it's going to take time. That's why I think we need one more year to be a more serious top six or four side. Holy shit, man. This guy's not here, and he still took up over three (laughs) minutes ranting. (laughs) Yeah, but... But Zach makes a lot of good points. And honestly, we're going to use this as a, a template for our sort of discussion today. Um, Som, um, let's just get right into the match. Our listeners kind of feel the same way we do. Kirils said, this fucking team makes my fucking blood boil. Black Emoji says, two steps forward, one step whack. I think he meant back, but one step whack works too. And then Bone Daddy lets us know that this team has no discipline, composure, or real leadership. Leadership, excuse me. If your so-called leaders in Silva and James are making dumb errors or picking up dumb cards, we're screwed.
2: Let's discuss um, this game. Yeah, man. What, what do like... you think it came down to? I think it came down to...
1: So, a lot of what was just said um, through Zach's rant and the Twitter questions, I think all of them are true um i think the youth and the inexperience of the team is really the biggest the biggest thing um because we're inconsistent we're not able to keep up our positive play for long stretches of time unless we're like we the, the team feels like we're in the game like early on in the match we had a lot of great chances. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had um, that one um, Enzo chance that was like a yes. really nice day from Nick Pope.
2: The it was lead like, up to that past goal, up.
1: Yeah, the lead up to that goal was unbelievable. Like that is exactly the pattern of play that you
2: see, and you think, okay, like we're starting to figure it out, but you don't see
1: that throughout the match. It's the inconsistency, you know, like you can, you can, you can pull out like a, you know, 30 minute clip or sorry, 30 second clip like that and point to it and say, look, the team is improving, but that's a 30 second clip out of a 90 plus minute match. Um, And that wasn't there the whole time. So it's, it has a lot to do with the mentality of the team. I mean, we were into this we were in this match up until we gave up two goals within a span of, you know, sixty seconds. One yeah. coming off of a really stupid foul that led to the, you know, couple passes from the set
2: piece and then a cross. Um and then just the terrible, terrible mistake from Thiago Silva.
1: Um and you know, I mean like that happens, but yeah. The fact that it happened right after we conceded another goal from that moment, the match was over. And obviously, you know, Reese with the red card—that was the the first yellow was so stupid. It was like, like Serginio Dest um, over like over the international break had a kind of a similar moment where I mean, his was more egregious, but. I just 100%. thought like that was, yeah, I just thought like that was just so selfish. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know about if I felt the same way about Reese in this moment, but it was a bummer because I thought the change, like the subs that we made, I was really excited to see how it was going to look because we had Gallagher come out, Mujic mm-hmm. come in. So Mujic was gonna play, was playing on the left, Sterling on the right, and then they moved Palmer to the middle. Yep. Um, and I was really excited to see what that could do. Um, you know, from that moment I was like, "All right, twenty minutes, it's on. Let's go get it." And then, like, literally, like four minutes later, five minutes later, Reese gets the second yellow. The match is over at that point. All um right. So, you know, I, I it, it. it i don't think it comes down to the lack of talent i think right now like our depth is is really good i mean like it we're we're at a point where we still have a lot of injuries but we have enough bodies out there to you know make solid rotations and subs and yeah. we're, you know still be competitive like you know you look at you look at Newcastle. they had so many injuries. they had this kid named Lewis Miley start, and he had a better match than probably anyone on our team today. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think apart from Enzo, who I thought Enzo was like this was one of his best matches, to be honest, and it's unfortunate because it came at such a terrible and such a terrible match. But I don't know, man. It's it's just like the team is still so young. Like we started Leslie Uguchukwu, who's like nineteen years old. Yeah, you know, like it's 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 tough to like. I I really didn't believe that we were gonna finish top four or top six this year. Like I may have mentioned it a couple times. Like oh, there's a chance, but (sighs)
0: I I think the injuries. I think the injuries in the preseason really changed that. I I can admit that I was naive enough to think that not having Nkunku wouldn't be an issue. Um, but then losing Chilwell, Reese was out for a while, losing um, Chukwomeka, who had a bright start as well. We had to, like, basically reinvent the wheel um, as the season was going. But for me, I feel like typical Chelsea fan base after this match is... is we're done. We're fucked. Everything is we're shit. Like everything was really bad. And I think what people need to get in their heads is that honestly, if you we talk about this stretch of games that we just had, the Spurs, City, and and, and Newcastle game. If you tell me that we had four points out of those three games, I would have been more than happy. But because we started with the four points, everyone likes to move the goalpost because oh we're back, baby. Well, let me tell you something. Before this run of games, we did. Win, win, draw, loss, and we lost to Brentford after drawing Arsenal, and then we went back and we did the same thing. We beat Ber- uh, uh, not Burnley. What are their name? The the Rovers, Blackburn Rovers. We beat Tottenham. We drew City. and What happened again? We lost again. Consistency is simply not there yet. These international breaks for these young guys are honestly probably not helpful because they get they go somewhere else. Expectations are totally different. They're not training. They're not laser focused maybe Mm -hmm. and then we come into us into saint james park which even when we're good even when we are the the chelsea that zach alluded to with your jts your lamps drogbas that is never an easy game those guys go absolutely nuts and we essentially fell into their trap after that two goal swing Mm -hmm. but The players lost their heads. The young ones were discouraged. It was I think it was one of those things where like everything went wrong today. And and to me. I'm going to use the Brighton game next weekend as as where I really like stake my claim as of right now. I think this is a, a lack of maturity thing. I think coming off of international break. Some teams react better than others. Um. And we just weren't that team. I mean, you look at Newcastle's side, I'm looking at their 11. And the only people that traveled overseas were Bruno Guimaraes and and Amiron, like guys that are mainstays and have been mainstays of this team since January. Like, that's another thing that I want to allude to is like Newcastle's team. Is it it, are they on paper better than us? I don't know. You can argue we're even but this team has been together as a unit and clicking as a unit for far longer than our crew has. You mentioned it, Ugochukwu played this game. Um, You have Palmer just got here this season, and he finally kind of had a bad game himself. It's just, I think today was just a recipe of disaster, but um, I'll go ahead and move on to the next question. This one's from Trey, at Trey O'Wolf. He's asking, what's your distribution on blame here between Potch and the players?
1: Uh, I mean, Poch watched the match from the stand, so um, you know, if if I think the only thing we could point to is his uh, you know or not the only thing, but you know it's his his selection, and I thought that you know, given Kaiseido was the latest to come back from international duty, um I guess you know, starting him today or on Saturday wasn't you know. A decision that he was forced to make. Yeah. Uh. But other than that, I mean, this is the squad that we've been running with for the past couple of matches that we've looked good with. So, um, you know, I, I, like, it made me think like this. Lavia injury. I mean, we still haven't seen the kid. Um. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, today would have been a good day to you know have him and have him play. I mean, obviously not like you know his debut. I'm just assuming like assuming like he never got hurt like this would have been a good match for him to start and um you know i think it would have been a little bit better than having a good there but um other than that i don't know like did you see like from the tactics like we already talked about I, the players <sighs> mentality and stuff but i just don't think that
0: i blame this awesome on today. the players man this is this to me is completely on the players we talked about you know the 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 Thiago Silva mistake, um, I think the players just weren't there. Like second half, I, I guess you can say, oh, Poch wasn't there to give a halftime speech, and we came out flat. Maybe like, can you really make that argument though? What, uh, to me, you
1: blame that on Poch. I mean, no, not right,
0: but, but it's his fault for getting yellows. Like, it's, that's really the only way, way yes. I could see it being spun that way. But again, we talk about the build-ups what was happening when the game wasn't completely lost so to me it's on the players the players didn't react the players didn't wake up the players made stupid decisions like reese james i mean you you kind of talked about the red i didn't give my two cents he got a yellow card for doing the exact same thing he pushed the guy from behind the first time you're like okay that was soft but he got a yellow for it you were warned by the referee that this action is card is a card and then what did he do when we're two goals down? The exact same thing. And Anthony Gordon made a meal of it. You look at the tape, that's not a card most matches. But in this one, the referee told him already, that's a card. Don't do it again. And he did that. Our captain did that. So at that point, you call, you're right. It's game over. Like, that's the kind of play. Like, another second that I can point to is Gallagher wins the ball. Keeper makes a mistake. Goes to the top of the box.
2: Yeah, nothing, man.
0: nothing comes of it. He didn't shoot on his right foot works it somehow into the box into his left foot and it's a shit shot. And again, I'm going to say this and it might be crazy. You might think it's reactionary, but I've been calling for Gallagher to not start despite his form. I think it limits the attack. I get it that his work rate is incredible. And I think there are many games where his skill set will come in handy, but we are not going to go anywhere if we're building around a Connor Gallagher, like whether it's in Kunku or whether it's just playing Cole Palmer centrally, because every time we're on the ball, guess who's central and guess who's forced to drift wide because he's not supposed to be there? Connor Gallagher. Go back and watch. Every time we get the ball, he's in the middle and Gallagher is way outright because we're like, eh, maybe we don't want him messing up this transition. Sorry, that's the truth. He doesn't like, does he sc- did he score a lot for Palace? Yes, but that was a long time ago. Like he yeah, is like overthinking that. it in front of the box and in the box. Like that was atrocious. And he's not the only one. I you know, Sterling didn't have a great game. Free kick was absolute peach. What a beauty of a free kick. Yeah. It's the only thing I can say about his game today. I I have been harping on his defensive work rate. I today was another one. Their first goal Go back and watch his work rate. How he doesn't follow Trippier at all. And guess who puts in the cross in the box that eventually leads into the goal? Trippier, who has 10 yards of space all around him because someone didn't follow their man. Simple as. It's just, to me, This is, I, I want to kind of bring this to the next thing because Zach mentioned leadership. We both agreed leadership. I think the thing that's holding us back apart from the youth and, and kind of lack of like, maybe professionalism. I do think that our current squad is still missing like that last bit of skill in it. Like Gallagher fills holes with effort and that's great, but we are giving away far too many goals off of crosses in my opinion. So keeper, maybe center back situation. I don't, I don't think we're lacking in talent, but the keeper center back dynamic needs to be addressed. And then, Again, the second furthest forward guy in front of the goal needs to be a little bit more decisive. I'm not liking that from Gallagher right now. I think that that's a a huge aspect of his game that's lacking. And until proven otherwise, like Nico Jackson still has a lot of growing to do. Um, He apparently flew into Spain today instead of trying to think over this loss and went to party it up with his ex-teammates. So I don't like that. I'm hoping... Poch is aware of this and gives him the Madueke treatment for at least one game because I I get that they didn't have practice today even though Poch alluded to maybe having practice. I just don't like after a loss, my players going out and having a good time. It doesn't sit well with me.
1: Yeah, I don't think Poch alluded to not having practice. He made a definitive statement that we're going to have no time off. We're going to get straight back into training the next day. I don't know
0: they didn't end up having practice
1: is that's that that's
0: confirmed it was that, confirmed
1: yeah is that not is that not a sign of losing the plot i don't know
2: uh, like, I, I don't, don't know read
1: too much like i don't want to read too deep into something as like you know i think like this but
0: like yeah oh. i guess in my mind it's like he was heated like imagine yeah. being a coach and not having a say of anything and your players just completely folding and and the camera finds you and asks you that question like i think that tomorrow for for those listening tomorrow being monday that first training session back he will have his word with his players it is kind of like kind of a chicken thing to do like i expected him to follow through with it i would have respected it more but trying to keep a cool head cuz again i i think this was this match was just Part of the inexperience, I don't think this is that we're suddenly shit, that the players are giving up. Like, I, I don't think it's that. I just, I didn't like that. I, I wish he would have had training
1: yeah, today. But I think, like, that's a part of, like, losing the plot, is, like, his inability to keep a cool head. I mean, after the match, last match, he wasn't able to keep a, again, after the City match, he wasn't able to keep a cool head, and he got a yellow, and that's why he had to watch the match from the stands. And then, you know, he doesn't keep his his a cool head and says we're not fucking, you know, these kids aren't fucking coming back here tomorrow. We're gonna have practice. Like th- that's that's still a little bit worrying. And I'm not making these points to say like Pot just lost the plot. It's just things to think about, like he needs to do a better job of remaining cool under pressure because when you don't remain cool under pressure, that's what happens. Like we, that's why Chelsea we we average like one point five years per manager tenure. So yeah, um, just gotta keep cool. Got to you know r- try to have the team rally around you because
2: he's the like, only leader. <laughs>
1: yeah, because yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know. It it's it's. Worrying, but um, not to the point where it's like he's lost the plot, I feel like. So, so on the
0: topic of worrying, because Simon Phillips, you know, perfect timing to, to just add fuel to the fire, right? Lose 4-1, and then Simon Phillips comes out saying that, you know, ownership fully believes that this team should be, you know, challenging for UCL this season. Where, where do you stand here? Like, is this – does the board have – a right to fire potch based on I mean, like, let, have let's, a right? like, 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 yeah, uh, you know what I mean? Like, do they, uh, do they have like a fair, do you think it would be fair? Let's say,
1: so hold on, hold on. Cause you're, you are, I'm not
0: saying immediately. I know, I'm I know, I know, but
1: I'm saying you're, you're conflicting two things because you're saying the owners are the ones who are saying we should be pushing for top four but the board would they push them out like i think that's two separate things like
0: well is it know, isn't boli acting president
1: yeah but he's not the whole board i mean he right, need a okay. majority vote from it so but i want uh, to I, I want to an- answer the the whole the ownership question part um because i just think that is like just really stupid for them to think that um and i think this is is just a, a really bad look um like we're trying to I think that he Todd Boley and the rest of the ownership group should try everything for the rest of their tenure to try to wipe off the dumb american owner kind of like uh impression that people mm-hmm. have picked up on off them something that I think is was warranted and justified because. I don't know. I mean they they are getting into a, a sphere that they are not familiar with and they don't have the football knowledge or expertise to be making a judgment like this saying like oh no the team is good enough to finish top 6 like no like why are you opening your mouth and saying that like right. clearly the team right now like like they're saying that's their that's their expectation like why is that your expectation? We just finished tenth place last year, right? Or where did we finish? Tenth place? Uh, lower, lower than yeah. that. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were, we were,
0: we were in the half. bottom half. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh,
1: then, go ahead. And then yeah, like you buy a bunch of players this off season, but a lot of them were really young, un- inexperienced players. It's it was so it's so naive, and and then like for us to be in tenth place so far away. Like it's so naive to think that, oh, we expect the team to finish in top four.
2: I mean what like yeah. maybe at the end of the season do they have the right to fire him? Sure. They have like, the right, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no sir.
1: Sure. No, no, I'm not even I'm not
2: saying that. I'm just saying, like, like if if he if Pochettino shows that
1: he doesn't have what it takes to take the team, you know, to like the next level, then yeah, they have the right to remove him. But if we finished the season, you know, on a good foot, but we don't finish top four, like, what, we didn't meet expectations? Is that the issue? Like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's stupid for them to, to come out and vocally say that. I mean, I know they didn't vocally say that, but I mean it's a Simon Phillips quote I wonder how accurate it is but I mean this is
0: where like like you said the dumb American thing it's almost like this for me if anybody already thinks that this last quote is is what's gonna make them believe that for for the whole tenure because the reality is these guys had success with the Dodgers right baseball and Correct me if I'm wrong, the way I see baseball is that this is the one sport where you can put individuals that don't need to have anything with each other outside of a pitcher and catcher on the pitch and you will get success because yep. it's the ball's hit, you throw it to first base, it's out. Oh, there's two another man on base, maybe you throw it to second base instead of first base. You catch yeah, it team in. Team chemistry,
1: air. like team chemistry isn't as important Existent. like morale, morale is obviously. And sure. You know, like, like when you're winning, morale is always good. Right. right. Like, so it hasn't it's not chemistry. Yeah, you're right.
0: So so for me, this comment is like what people laugh about about uneducated fans. Like, this is FIFA management 101. You bought the career mode, um, future stars that have high potential on fifa and you thought that this works immediately that's what it's this gives me ignorance out the ass and then you double down saying this in november when your key signing of the summer or not even summer pre-signing of the summer hasn't touched a single minute of the premier league you lost your vice captain you had your captain out for a significant amount of time so Oh, and then the transfers out at the end of the window were kind of a mess. So, certain guys that should be loaned out didn't get loaned out. We ended up having to keep Ugo Chukwu instead of somebody else because of all these things. Yada, yada, yada. And now you're saying this is happening. To me, if anybody has to get fired, if this is how it all plays out, like in, in the worst case scenario, we are still mid table, blah, blah, blah. If anyone needs to get fired, Is the two footballing guys that they hired to make this project come to fruition, which are Lawrence and um, with Stanley, who told them this is the way to go. This is what's going to bring us success. And then it hasn't happened because I don't think another manager like I don't think the manager is the issue. We've talked about it already for the past 30 minutes. This is a youth inexperience, lack of cohesion. We're seeing it. We saw that this team can play up to the level of someone like Man City. But then we also have seen this team play down to a team that gets wrecked by Brentford. So that to me just shows that we are not consistent through the lack of experience. Again, our best player this season had like three Premier League starts going into this season.
1: That's nuts. Um are, are, do you think do we bring Win stanley um in like this summer? We had him last year, right? We've we've
0: had him. So he essentially yeah, it came, was Vivelle, it was Vivelle right. first. It was Vivelle first from Red Bull, and then we brought in Win Stanley and eventually Lawrence. And basically those two guys like Gained the reins over Vevel, which is why Vevel dipped out.
1: Yeah, so you're talking about if if things don't go right, then those guys are to blame. But, I mean, looking at the players that they bought, I don't, I really don't see a bad, a bad buy. Like I I agree with you. Like, so, moving forward, like, that's always been, that's always been, in my opinion, like, the, the idea is that we're in a rebuilding stage and it's going to take some time and the hope is that it'll be a one two year rebuild rather than like five six years rebuild yeah. you know like other t- like you know like, like Arsenal they've been rebuilding for 20 years and right now they're they had 18 months under Arteta before the point they're at now yeah and right now they are on top of the table so like It it to say that anyone should be like Pochettino. If he gets sacked, it's because he has not shown that he has what it takes to bring this team together. Okay, Um, so that I can see more likely happening than the you know than Lawrence and when Stanley getting fired because I think to be honest that they've done a pretty good job. I
0: mean, I guess my point is like if the bosses wanted results now and the then guys in charge... They're idiots. Okay, but my point I guess was just you they should fire told, themselves. You hired these two guys and then you're like, oh yeah, these guys are in charge of making this team right and they are telling you we're going to do a long-term thing. But they're the ones that set up this team for Poch to take the reign. So that's where I, I was getting at. It's like... Potch was given children, not men, and he's asking him them to do men shit, like, who's to blame here? It's like, what's the, the like what, what's know. the bigger issue? And And I, that's how I was taking the the approach here. I was saying, like, if ownership was like, we're here, we're going to reinvent. we're going to do great. We're bringing success back to Chelsea. And then the guys that built this team are like, "Hey, we're going to do this, It's going to be great in a couple of years, and then we're going to be great for a long time. Obviously, if the man the owner's like, we want it now, you're right. They're the stupid ones, but they gave the power to the guys that said, let's do long term, and then they're now wanting to point the finger on the guy that just got here. I, that's where I was at. like I, you're right. the the signings we've yeah. made have been good. They're long- term signings. A lot of them, we don't know yet, you know, like we don't know if Andre Santos will play out because we haven't seen him at all. We don't know if mm-hmm. Angelo's um, so far promising Lee gun campaign will translate here. Next has season, been good?
1: I haven't been he attention.
0: was he's been doing well for Strasburg. Uh, he's been okay. one of their top players. He won a rookie of the month or something like the equivalent of that for PSG, uh, not PSG, for the league on. Like he was the mm-hmm. young player of the month, maybe September or October. Um, mm-hmm. But then, of course, Malagusto has been good this season. Uh, Caicedo and Enzo, I talked about it before. I think they've been solid as a pairing. Hugo Chuku was done fine. I honestly thought outside of the first goal, he was fine. For a 19-year-old to be fine against a top-four team, well, Newcastle's now in in seventh, but they were top-four a bit ago. Again, I thought that was fine. It's just, these guys are going to make mistakes. You and Prince Arsenal, and it sucks that we have to do this, but they were eighth, ninth, tenth, before suddenly jumping to, I think... Sixth place? Fourth place? I can't remember what the, the immediate jump for Arsenal was in their league position through the years, but it was something like mid-table, mid-table, mid-table. Oh, last season, they went to first for a while, and then they choked it away at the end. Yeah, That's what did. it was.
2: Never forget that.
0: <laughs> Never forget. It was great. But at the same time, how did they get there? Letting those young guys make those mistakes. So that Arsenal team that got 10th, there was weeks where Sokka and Martinelli were world class and then there was weeks where they would get their asses handed to them. That's yeah. what we're kind of seeing right now with our Chelsea. Like what I'm not moving the goalposts this season unless we get something like 5 wins in a row.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Like have we have to see a prolonged period of Exactly. Like, of like consistent positive play for me to be like okay, maybe it's possible. But Yeah. I don't know where these guys heads are at. And like why they all of a sudden decided, oh, you know, we're going to be, we're still our expectation is top four when I felt like the plan this whole time was we're building for the future.
0: Yeah, so it's just
1: getting better. Focus on the cup competitions, (laughs) like, you know, focus on proving, like, don't worry about finishing top four. Like, yeah, we're going to take a hit financially for not being in Europe for another year in a row. That sucks.
2: But, but that's why
0: we did the whole 10-year contract thing, right? Like, we prepared for this situation, no?
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if that was the idea. I think hope <laughs> they were hoping that we could figure it out. You know, obviously, like, ba- that's best-case scenario. But whatever, man. I don't know. Listen,
0: I, I, my goalposts, if, if we want to move it, like, I have already fessed up to, like, saying I was naive to think top five. Let's win this Carabao Cup. Let's see what happens yeah, with the exactly. FA Cup. Those qualify you to Europe. Not the same Europe, but they qualify you to a European competition, which honestly, to like, honest to God at this point, based on where we're at this season, I'd rather be in a Europa or Conference League yeah, level.
1: We have a chance. Just baby
0: winning. step to Champions League. Baby step it, because even Newcastle, they just went to Champions League for the first time in a while, and they got destroyed at home by Dortmund, or maybe it was away. But,
1: but Newcastle still can couldn't advance but yeah i mean like we would get rolled yeah we would get rolled in champions against the good
0: teams if you if you get put into a tough group it would just be embarrassing so it's like i almost rather this group feel some winning before getting thrown into the even bigger dogs that makes sense
1: yeah no i 100 agree with you and like you know the funny thing is like i watched this match with my dad like i went over and watched at his place and he's like so, I'm really proud of you, like you've really grown up, um, you know, you used to like get really mad and upset about these games that you lost, <laughs> and I'm like, no, I haven't really grown up. I just uh, this year has been like like i've I've just understood that like like I kind of accepted the team that we are and how we're gonna be, so you know if I don't have expectations, I can't get mad so. You know, that, that's where my head is at. I, I wish that the owners would get on the same same page as me because you know, like that pressure is gonna I think just make a more toxic environment. You know, like yeah. just let let the team figure its way through the season, like make reassess at the end of the season, like whether you think Pochettino has what it takes. Because, again, like I said, like, there is 100% a situation, like, like where Puch, I can see him not making it, you know, past this year. And it's not, like, a ridiculous thing to envision, because, you know, he could lose the plot, he could just, like, you know, like I said, the last two matches, he's had outbursts and inability to keep his cool in times of pressure. Like, you can't do that. You know, so, I don't know. We'll see it's 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 nothing new. I think it's just like yeah. uh, we got we got our expectations um like it 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 got affected by these last two results, which were amazing results. and it's just not it's not realistic to think that this team is is old enough and mature enough and. You know, like just played enough together to be consistently or play the consistently that way.
2: Yeah. But
0: even though we want to talk about longevity and whatnot, we have to always talk about what's next. <laughs> and we play Brighton next. Next Sunday actually. Um it's back at the bridge. Um, no Reese, no Malagusto. as of right now. Let's see if that changes between now and then. And uh, Adjohnomics asks us real quick, one recognized fullback for Brighton.
2: What do you think Podge is going to do with his back line? Well, um, let me just let me just pull up
1: the timeline for last game because I just want to make sure I got this right. Um, so, yeah, Colwell came in after the red card. Mm-hmm. And then Colwell played on the left and Kukurea switched to the right. And I think that is most likely what will happen. Like, Kukure at this point is undroppable because he's the only fullback out there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Kukure on the left, and then let's see if we have, you know, body of shield and Tiago. maybe Pochettino's after the after last match. He's like, Tiago, you can take a breather, um, and whoever the center-back pairing is, and then... Um, and then what's his name on the right? Cucure um, on the right. No, Cucure on the right. Cucure on the right. Did I say Cole? Um, I said Cole on the left, right? That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, you that's did. That's what I meant.
0: You know, before we recorded, I was very much in the camp that it would be Cucure on the left, Cole Will, Tiago, DeSossi. But meritocracy, age, performance, maybe it is a week to bench Tiago. Maybe. I don't know. It might be blasphemous to say that uh, Dasasi and Badia Shield have a working relationship, even though they haven't done it in a bit. So maybe you're onto something. Um, I, yeah, thought...
1: I, mean, I, I no, I, I just sorry. I I don't have a an opinion or like a strong opinion about who the center back pairing should be. You just I'm think just Golden saying, left I Kukure think... on the right? Yeah.
0: That the thing that that's I struggle with with that is that we have. Then at that point we're we're kind of saying we're not gonna support either winger because Colwell's not gonna go forward and Gukarea as a left footed player is not gonna be overlapping your right winger. So that to me, I as much as it makes sense, I get exactly what you're saying. has done it before. I think, if I'm not mistaken, he did that against Brighton in the EFL Cup. Like there was tra- a
1: match. There was a match where Cucurella started at right back, and was yeah, it? that's and what did I'm. To start at left back.
0: Yes, and I think it was Brighton. I could be okay, and, completely and crazy won. here. Yeah, so, I mean, we haven't lost to Brighton under Poch. Like, yeah, let's we put, put that out
1: own there. Brighton.
0: Yeah, as we, we should. <laughs> I I hope we can we continue to be their daddies because yes, it was a one zero win. <laughs> We we might
1: actually be their sugar daddies. Kukurea <laughs> was the man. Them.
0: was the man of the match, as as the fought mob one nil victory as a right back. So maybe and Levi it,
1: was left back.
0: No, Levi was center back. Chilwell was still healthy at the time.
1: Oh, okay, okay, right, right, right.
0: This was one of the few times we saw Chilwell actually start as a left back. This was the beginning. To To give you a reminder, this was the beginning of the Mudrik finally getting left wing minutes. To, to, uh, I miss
1: I miss those chill left wing days. I don't; those were great.
0: I do not miss it for a second. I'm glad that that ended, and hopefully ended for good. But there's other people we have to discuss because they were potentially going to be added to this week, but weren't. And that's both in Kunku and Lavia. Nothing has come out as of right now, but after the result, do you think that they're just going to be like, all right, boss, in Kunku time?
1: No, no. I mean, I just I don't think it, either player will start when they're healthy, like on their debut. Like it fair. I I think that they need to be incorporated in. Um, I mean, maybe he could, You know, out of the two, obviously, like I don't think Lavia deserves a start without ever making an appearance. So yeah, can rule that out. And Kunku, um, like he could start and maybe. Play Forty-five minutes to get taken out, but I would prefer like to have it where, you know, like he comes off the bench into a situation, whether we're winning or losing, and he can finish the matchup, finish yeah. the match off.
0: Lower, lower expectations on that end. Um, I think you're right. I think they he will come off the bench for the first game, much like how Reese did. He played like a like a twelve minute cameo, um, but then for a fact the following week, if Nkunku comes off the bench this upcoming weekend, you start him against Manu. That That's where I'm currently at. If he can come off the bench against Brighton, I want him starting against Man U.
1: Yeah, and I also think that after t- Saturday's match, Broja 100% should start because um, I was going to
0: mention him next.
1: Yeah, Nico Jackson, like, he didn't have too many chances, but his one chance where uh I forgot, I think it was uh kaisedo passed it to him. I forgot who has given the ball, but he took two extra touches and just didn't do anything with it when he should have just shot it first time. Are you talking early in the game? It was early Sean. I think it was I think it was first half.
0: Yeah, I that that moment specifically made me think of I watched the Aston Villa game and Ollie Watkins had a moment where he got the ball played in and he was between two defenders and somehow he got a shot off and scored. It was the quickest transition from a controlled touch to a shooting that I've seen because I'm not used to my striker doing that. And I, I hope that that's something Armando Broja can bring because again, we talked about this months ago before he got hurt, but Nico Jackson needs to be feeling the pressure from somewhere else. He can't score a hat-trick against um, Spurs and then like suddenly not be shooting today against Newcastle, especially when I think we were down at the time of that chance. So I that, along with what I said about him flying to Spain, I get it. They're human. They get their time off. But if your manager publicly threatens to have training because of how bad a performance is, the last thing I want to see is you popping up in an excited locker room that's not even your own clubs, so those those two put together, I need to see Broja start.
1: Yeah, on the like I didn't even think about that part. That part is equally concerning.
0: And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, um, Chelsea Uruguay, they actually do a pretty good job of like kind of doing like the news thing where they post news daily about what's happening with Chelsea. That's where I saw it, and it's clear as day that is Nico Jackson in the locker room with Villarreal. Um what about score predictions? Sam? <laughs> again, we are not at a time where we can consistently pick, but it is Brighton,
2: they are our son. What do we think? You're muted by the way. Thank you. I'm going <laughs> to be positive and say that we win,
1: but um I think like a 2-0 win. One nil. Um, Brighton has been in not great form recently. They've definitely fallen off. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that it's a good opportunity for us to bounce back. And you know, I'm not expecting another four goal outing, but uh, <laughs> yeah,
0: I I'm with you. I think two nils fair, especially after Lewis Dunk got a red card. Um, right. <laughs> He kind of went crazy on Anthony Taylor and called him a bald prick apparently and that's how no, he earned no. apparently that's how I, he earned the second yellow. I yell.
1: saw that I saw that tweet but <laughs> like that's definitely not what he said. I think he said he called me a knobhead or something.
0: I mean regardless he straight up <laughs> yeah. just insulted the ref and the red. I mean True. they're also pretty injured. No Solly March, no Stupinian, no Matoma and CISO, Milner, Welbeck and I think Mahoud Dahoud is also suspended. yeah, he's on the,
1: he's still on his red. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So again, things are Playing to our side. I mentioned it earlier. We're in this weird run of form where it's two wins a draw and a loss We're coming off our loss. So it means it's time to win again um, And I'll double down on my prediction. I believe that Mudrick will be back on the score sheet this week.
2: I, I Have a feeling he might get some minutes. Um, this upcoming week. That would be great. All right, guys. Well, I'm not sure if you guys were expecting us to be screaming a lot more.
0: I'm honestly <laughs> very proud of us for keeping a cool head after that shit of a performance. But yeah. like Som's dad said, we're growing up. We're growing up <laughs> over here at Blues on Parade. But as always, guys, um, oh, one last bit of business. And this one mm. is back to one of our questions mm. today our our listener and personal friend of the pod trey, trey O wolf ron bone daddy cool bone daddy deluxe bone daddy supreme aka the czar of the bop ultras the bop ultras it is time to knight our boy trey into the bop ultras it is time to include him into our little mini community and that for those that are new if you're trying to figure out what that means is if you're a listener And you love to be asking questions in and be part of the discussion. We like to, I wouldn't say reward, but just like formally invite you into our little Blues on Parade community. We have a little discord. So um, Ron, do the honors and we'll take care of the rest. Uh, But on that note, I think it's a time to, to close it. We play Brighton next week, hopefully back to winning days. And as always, keep the blue flag flying high.